look pale and gleaming. Richard seemed to remember receiving the license at a grated window downstairs with a brass plate, but an arrow on cardboard directed him upward. His knees trembled and his stomach churned at the enormity of what he was doing. He turned a corner. A grandmotherly woman reigned within a spacious, idle territory of green-topped desks and great ledgers in steel racks. Could I get a copy of a marriage license? he asked her. Year? Beg pardon? What is the year of the marriage license, sir? 1954. Enunciated, the year seemed distant as a star, yet here he was again, feeling not a minute older, and sweating in the same summer heat. Nevertheless, the lady, having taken down the names and the date, had to leave him and go to another chamber of the archives. So far away in truth was the event he wished to undo. She returned with a limp he hadn't noticed before. The ledger she carried was three feet wide when opened, a sorcerer's tome. She turned the vast pages carefully, as if the chasm of lost life and forsaken time they represented might at a slip leap up and swallow them both. She must once have been a flaming redhead, but her hair had dulled to apricot and had stiffened to permanent curls lifeless as dried paper. She smiled, a crimpy little smile. Yes, she said, here we are. And Richard could read upside down on a single long red line, Joan's maiden name and his own. Her profession was listed as teacher. She had been an apprentice art teacher. He had forgotten her spattered blue smock, the clayey smell of her fingers, and the way she would bicycle to work on even the coldest days. And his own, inferiorly as student. And their given addresses surprised him in being different the foyer on Avon Street, the entryway in Lowell House, forgotten doors opening on the corridor of shared addresses that stretched from then to now. Their signatures, he could not bear to study their signatures even upside down. At a glance, Jones seemed firmer and bluer. You want one or more copies? One should be enough. As fussily as if she had not done this thousands of times before, the former redhead, smoothing the paper and repeatedly dipping her antique pen, copied the information onto a standard form. What else survived of that wedding day? There were a few slides, Richard remembered. A cousin of Jones had posed the main members of the wedding on the sidewalk outside the church, all gathered round a parking meter. The meter, a slim, silvery representative of the municipality, occupies the place of honor in the grouping, with his narrow head and scarlet tongue. Like the meter, the groom is very thin. He blinked simultaneously with the shudder, so the suggestion of a death mask hovers about his face. The dimpled bride's pose, tense and graceful both, has something dancer-like about it, the feet pointed outward on the hot bricks. She might be about to pick up the organdy skirts of her bridal gown and vault herself into a tourjeté. The four parents, not yet transmogrified into grandparents, seem dim in the slide half lost in the fog of light, benevolent and lumpy like the stones of the building in which Richard was shelling out the three-dollar fee for his copy, his anti-license. Another image was captured by Richard's college roommate, who drove them to their honeymoon cottage in a seaside town an hour south of Cambridge. A croquet set had been left on the porch, and Richard, in one of those stunts he had developed to mask unease, picked up three of the balls and began to juggle. The roommate, perhaps also uneasy, snapped the moment up. The red ball hangs there forever, blurred, in the amber slant of the dying light, 
while the yellow and green glint in Richard's hands, and his face concentrates upward in a slack-jawed ecstasy. I have another problem, he told the grandmotherly clerk as she shut the vast ledger and prepared to shoulder it. What would that be? she asked. I have an affidavit that should be notarized. That wouldn't be my department, sir. First floor to the left when you get off the elevator, to the right if you use the stairs. The stairs are quicker if you ask me. He followed her directions and found a young black woman at a steel desk, bristling with gold-framed images of fidelity and solidarity and stability, of children and parents, of a somber brown boy in a brown military uniform, of a family laughing by a lakeside. There was even a photograph of a house, an ordinary little ranch house somewhere with a green lawn. She read Richard's affidavit without comment. He suppressed his urge to beg her pardon. She asked to see his driver's license and compared its face with his.